Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And good morning. I'm John Tucker with this Bloomberg Business Flash being brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Some breaking news across in the Bloomberg right now. Innovation is rejecting Sanofi's unsolicited proposal. Also got uh, some earnings today from the uh, oiled majors. Chevron Corporation reporting a loss of $725 million. That works out to $0.39 cents per diluted share for the first quarter of 2016. Analysts were looking for an $0.18 cents loss, so that was much bigger than what they had anticipated. Also, uh, earlier, ExxonMobil posting its weakest quarterly profit more than in a decade. First quarter net income uh, falling to $0.43 cents a share, but the uh, per share result there was $0.15 cents above the 20 cent to average estimate of analysts in a Bloomberg survey. And we had to economic uh, news a few minutes ago. Worker pay in the U.S. rose as forecast in the first quarter, the uh, six tenths of a percent advance in the employment cost index from the prior three months, followed a half a percent increase in the fourth quarter. It was actually smaller than previously estimated. Uh, years of employment gains have led to only gradual uh, pay increases, the bottom line there. Ahead uh, of the market open on Wall Street, S&P futures. Down seven, uh, seven points. That's uh, down three tenths of a percent. The Dow futures down 55. That's down three tenths. The Nasdaq futures down 20 points. That's down about a half a percent. Uh, Euro today 114.21. Sing dollar weakness again 107.22. Uh, that's a little stronger right now. That's up about eight tenths of a percent. NYMEX crude up 36 at $46.39 a barrel. Yeah, we check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. And back to you, Michael and David. All right, thank you very much, John Tucker. It is 848 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Ramesh Paneru, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Emmett Renson wants his fellow liberals to stop being so condescending. In an essay for Vox, he dissects what he calls the smug style in American liberalism, a style that attributes disagreement with liberalism to stupidity and ignorance and responds to that disagreement with mockery. It delights in evidence, however dubious, that liberals are intellectually superior to conservatives. Renson believes that this style has weakened liberalism by alienating poor and working-class white voters. He's right that it would be better to show these voters some respect. Even better, though, would be if liberals consider that their opponents might occasionally be right on some issues, even if they are rural working-class whites. Renson believes that liberals were wrong to ridicule Kim Davis, Kentucky's most famous county clerk. What's more important, though, is that she had a point. Her job shouldn't have required her to act contrary to her conscience. Conservatives have now changed the law to make this possible without harming anyone. The great virtue that contemporary liberalism lacks and needs is neither civility nor solidarity. It's humility, and sadly, even some of liberalism's most thoughtful internal critics can't see it. I'm Ramesh Panuru. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or view Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard hourly weekday on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with David Gurra, sitting in today for Tom Keen. And, David, we're watching uh, the body politic 
uh, rot a little bit. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, a- another ugly scene out in California yesterday as Donald Trump holds a holds a rally. Um, a lot of uh, bad things said about uh, immigrants, and then a lot of protesters outside. It got, got a little hurt, violence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Brett Bayer is the host of Fox News Special Report, and of course, you can hear Fox News Sunday here on Bloomberg Radio every Sunday, ten o'clock and two o'clock. You keep up with. All the latest from the opinion thought leaders on uh, what's left of the body politic. And I, I sort of say that, uh, Brett, because it, it does seem for a while the campaign was was weird. Now it seems to be getting ugly. Yeah. Good morning. Um, there have been a few events that have uh, definitely gone over um, overboard and they have, um, you know, the the anger um on both sides is actually is real. Some of those protests are manufactured by, obviously, uh, people who are opposed to uh, Donald Trump uh, to begin with, but some of it is uh, stirred up, and uh, it's a real problem out on um, out on the trail. I think we're going to see a bumpy road uh, to Cleveland, but I think Donald Trump is in a position to to sew it up to get to the majority. Twelve thirty-seven uh, delegates needed before you get to July eighteenth. Uh, sticking with California here, as somebody who wrote for his college newspaper, uh, I was very excited to see this article in the Stanford Daily, amused by the headline, which in classic college newspaper fashion did not <laughs> do more than literally tell you what had happened. John Boehner talks election time in office. But uh, John Boehner went to Stanford University, did a, a conversation uh, with a history professor there, uh, and made some, uh, shall we say, frank comments about Ted Cruz. Uh, what did you make of this, Brett, and, and the effect it's having here? Uh, the backdrop being here, of course, Ted Cruz naming Carly Fiorina to be his running mate. Yeah. Well, I think uh, John Boehner's filter is gone, and uh, he's uh, freewheeling outside of Washington. Uh, he was asked about the GOP race. He said Donald Trump was a golf and texting buddy, <laughs> and uh, then said uh, Ted Cruz is uh, Lucifer in the flesh. And... Um, said he's a miserable SOB to work with. And uh, I think that for Ted Cruz on the campaign in this environment is not a bad thing to have establishment John Boehner talking about it like that. Uh, and Cruz is trying to turn it around and use it as he's the outsider who's, who's pushing the establishment. Um, but on the in Washington, I, I think, you know, you have others like Peter King out this morning saying, um, it makes Lucifer look good, and I think you have a lot of people whose uh, filter is gone in this election, and yeah. um, that feel compelled to talk about it. Well, it suggests that um, Republicans uh, are are making their peace with Trump as nominee in whatever kind of peace uh, they can. Uh, David Brooks, fascinating column today. Mm. He's, of course, a conservative writer, uh, columnist for the New York Times. He calls it a Joe McCarthy moment. People will be judged by where they stood at this time. Those who walked with Trump will be tainted forever. Uh, how does that it, it jibe with the sentiment you pick up in Washington? Uh, it is so amazing to see the split here. You know, you've had hashtag never Trump and then hashtag always Trump. And I think we've gotten to the hashtag eventually Trump uh, with a lot of establishment types. But David Brooks writes a very, I mean, it's definitely worth the read today. Um, I, I don't know how the Republican Party 
unifies after the convention uh, to effectively run a race um, with that kind of split. And uh, we'll see. I don't know if Hillary Clinton is the unifying factor uh, that changes that dynamic. Brett, I don't know if you were at that speech that Donald Trump gave at the Mayflower Hotel. A, I was not there. A, a speech there on foreign policy, uh, a format different than what we've seen him in uh, deliver before and in a setting different from what we've seen before. Uh, he's making an effort, it seems, to, to try to bridge that gap, to suggest that he is uh, – he could be more palatable to the establishment. What did you make of that speech? Well, I think you're right. It was an effort to uh, kind of touch some Republican themes that they want to hear. I think more important uh, to Republicans here in Washington is to see the list of names he's potentially going to name for the Supreme Court, to see some other wise men potentially that there were women um, on his cabinet, uh, and if he can surround himself ahead of the convention with uh, big names and and big decisions, uh, that may change the dynamic. Well, the the speech is certainly panned by uh, Europeans and by a lot of people in the foreign policy establishment in Washington. Yeah, the America First thing is definitely touches on the populist tone, um, but the way he talks about it is not traditionally uh, the way that uh, Republicans have run foreign policy. So, you know, I've heard some people say that – Donald Trump would potentially be on some issues in foreign policy to the left of Hillary Clinton. Well, we got to ask you before we uh, let you go here. This this is a uh, nerd prom weekend in Washington. Yeah. Uh, who, who's got your guest ready? Who's your guest for the White House Correspondents Association dinner? Uh, you know, we I'm not even sure what table I'm sitting at, but they the Fox. Uh, they have a whole bunch of stars and uh, sports figures that are coming in, and um, it's it's always interesting. This weekend is nonstop, and it's Washington patting Washington on the back. So it, the big thing is to get to Sunday. <laughs> it's it's got to be weird, you know. You get some movie star or, or or Broadway actor or some sports star, and you're sitting at the table with them, and they look at you and go, "Wow, Brett Bayer." <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully they say that. Last year I sat next to Sir Patrick Stewart. All right. Uh, oh. From Star Trek fame. He's, uh, I saw him in, uh, in, uh, uh, Macbeth here at the Brooklyn Academy and it was terrific. Have a great weekend. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the dinner. He can't stay up too late. He's got a show to do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and of course we will, uh, watch him on Fox News special report and we will listen to the Fox, uh, on Fox News Sunday, 10 and 2 o'clock here on Bloomberg Radio. Well, we're watching uh, the markets. We are now about a half hour away from the open, and it does look, David, like we're going to have a a down open. Futures continue to deteriorate here. S&P futures off by 8. Dow futures down by 69 right now, and NASDAQ futures are off by 23. I'm going to leave the show now and go off uh, on assignment But uh, David will be here through the rest of Bloomberg Surveillance. Special offer on Friday, another hour of the program with David Gura here on Bloomberg Radio.